One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look what free speech has gotten you, right? And and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Pont National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized true crime, it often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there's always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people, the backdrop of great tunes, and allocate 15 minutes to vote. Good question. Really good question. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Ladies and gentlemen, please remain standing for the singing of our national anthem. Britain is just a small island that no one pays attention to. A former colony won the right to determine its own destiny. If you're listening to this podcast, and you are, you're most probably listening through a pair of headphones, which means I have the perfect sponsor with the perfect product for you. It's Studio, and they want to revolutionize the way people see headphones. Generally, fashionable headphones tend to lack the proper sound quality and the high-tech ones are bulky and not design-orientated. Studio bridge that gap while emphasizing sleek, modern Scandinavian design. To get a 15% discount on any of their wares, go to studiosweden.com, which is spelled S-U-D-I-O Sweden.com, and simply put in the code DTD when purchasing a pair of headphones. Hello and welcome to Mid-Atlantic, the show where we look at the news and the views from one side of the Atlantic from the perspective of the other. I'm Royfield Brown in a somewhat drying out San Francisco. Today we are joined by vlogger Nathaniel Wayne in Vermont to discuss gender fluidity as the state of Vermont considers a third gender option on driving licenses. The district tonight, a lot of buzz about some changes to driver's licenses. There will be three options when it comes to gender, male, female, or X. John Henry explains. The next time you walk into the DMV for a driver's license, you may be asked a new question. 
Would you like X to symbolize your gender on your driver's license or ID card? That X will be a gender-neutral identifier that would stand for a non-binary, undesignated, or other gender preference of your choice. The DMV says this will roll out later this month. It all comes as Councilwoman Brianna Doe introduced legislation Tuesday that would also push for a non-binary option on DC ID cards. It's important for me to be able to exist to my government, you know, as the identity that I am. That's I'm Nick Sakurai. I go by they and them pronouns. For me, they're gender neutral. Sakurai told us he welcomes the new option. There's actually a long history of people who have identified with many different genders for thousands of years. The National Center for Transgender Equality said there's another reason this development is important too. According to a national survey, uh, nearly one-third of individuals who showed an ID that did not match who they were experienced some kind of negative outcome. Starting from January the 22nd in the state of Washington, the ability to identify as male, female or X on birth certificates will be there. The policy lets Washingtonians change existing documents. The rule announced by the State Department of Health defines X as the following. A gender that is not exclusively male or female, including but not limited to intersex, agender, and malagender, androgynous, gender fluid, gender queer, male to female, non-binary, pergender, third sex. Nathaniel, can you see the reason why some people might be somewhat bewildered by the new choices, the new gender pronouns, uh, that embracing a gender fluid society brings? Not only can I understand, I'm not even sure I know what all those terms you just said were. I didn't even get to the end of the list. I missed out uh, transgender, transsexual, which I, I understand those two, to spirit and unspecified. I didn't even now, get to see, the See, here's the thing. I think the fact that you just said that you understand transgender kind of speaks to the heart of that, which is that at this point, I think, wow, not everyone may be comfortable with it. I think most people can wrap their heads around the idea of transgender. Someone was born as one gender, they feel fundamentally that they are and should have always been the other, and they wish to change that. The, but this, this third option is different from that. Um, even though the, the law, the, the existing laws in the few places that have adopted it lump uh, trans in with that, transgender is wishing to transition from one of the, the normal binary options to the other. But there are people. It's interesting to use the word normal because isn't that what we're seeking to do with uh, the, the X to normalize other states of being? And, and older, more traditional members of society say, well, you know what, male and female, that's normal. That, that's See, it, I, I'm glad you caught that because I'm actually I'm slightly smacking myself in the head that I even use the term normal in regards to the the more common male female understood genders because I d even despite my own um, gender fluidity which is where I land um, and for clarification um, basically that means my own personal sense of gender doesn't really stay put so i don't identify as transgender because i i am not seeking to live full-time as either as either a man or a woman i for my own sort of personal mental spiritual well-being it's important for me to be able to just be able to go in one direction or the other or to kind of 
be in the middle if that's if that's where I'm feeling. And the the and there are a lot of things besides gender fluidity. Obviously, you read the list that do step outside the the male female dynamic beyond just the concept of going from one to the other. I mean, that was sort of the first barrier that had to break was people had to wrap their head around the fact that you could be fundamentally not the sex that you were born as. And people eventually got their heads around that. But now people are having to contend with, oh, also, there's a whole bunch of other options besides those two Um, sexes that uh, those two genders that you're used to hearing about and that's kind of the brain record scratch moment for a lot of people and you know earlier you said older and I think older is a big part of the problem and I don't I don't like to generalize um, I think for obvious reasons because I don't fit a lot of generalities but as a rule of thumb people of older generations which unfortunately does generally mean also the people holding political offices have a harder time wrapping their heads around this because the older you get, the less you want to have to fundamentally uproot your understanding of the world. You know, once you get to a certain age, you're like, okay, I've, I've made all my adjustments. I now understand it. Can the world just stop changing? So I don't have to keep doing that and I can just Mm -hmm. relax and I don't even think that's a conscious choice. I think that's just a very human thing that happens. And I expect it to happen to me in another decade or two. But um, it does mean that that it's a generational shift that's happening. Okay. Before that happens to you, how exactly do you self-identify? What are you? I use the term gender fluid. Um, and it, it took me a while to settle on that um, because I, I think a lot of people who – don't fit the male-female dynamic, go through a long period of trying to figure out, well, then what the hell am I? And, you know, in my earlier days when I was in my teens, when I was in my early 20s, you know, there was – I knew that there was a feminine aspect of me that I needed to find ways to express. I mean that had been the case since – before puberty, that was the case for me. And as I started to wrap my head around that, it... Okay, let, 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 quickly, let's just stop okay. on that. How did that manifest itself uh, to you uh, as a boy age eight or nine, so pre-puberty? So around that age, it's like there's no definitive keystone moment. There's no Rosetta Stone moment where I can go that. But what I can tell you is before hitting puberty... Um, I was I was an only child, and I was also a latchkey kid because my my mother worked a very rigorous job. So there would be periods, usually um, after I would get out of school, because I was close enough that I could walk home, that um, I'd have a few hours before she was home. And I honestly don't remember exactly what the initial impetus was for me to try on some of her clothes. What I can tell you is that initially starting to do that, I would look in the full-length mirror, basically focusing on myself from the neck down, and imagine um, – because I, you know, I hadn't hit puberty yet, so uh, I, I had a pretty androgynous <laughs> body at that point. But I would imagine that I was looking in the mirror at a girl, and I don't know at what point it was, but at some point it started to shift that I wasn't just looking at a girl. I was seeing myself as that. 
So that was sort of very early days. Now that kind of all got put on hold for a while because my mother um, got married um, when I was around 13 to a guy who had four kids of his own. So suddenly there were a whole lot of other people in the house and I, my privacy was shot to hell. But from that mm-hmm. starting point, as I got older and you know, tried to wrap my head around what all this meant, you know, basically instead of just existing as I was trying to trying to assign meaning to it um, actually made things more confusing for a while because I, I, I remember thinking, okay, well, if I like to express my femininity, does that mean I'm gay? Which is the first massive thing because people still tie sexuality to gender identity when they are completely separate issues. So I had to decouple that. And then even once I was over that, I was like, well, does this mean I want to transition and live full time as a woman? And then coming to a conclusion, well, no, I don't want to do that. And then just trying to figure out how does this fit in my life? Because I know it matters to me and I know that it's important to me, but I don't know you know, how to make it fit. I eventually got to the point where I stopped looking for a why. And and I don't anymore. Mm. I People ask, why do you dress? I'm like, I, I dress the way I dress. And sometimes I put on makeup because it feels right. You know, why do you wear boxers instead of briefs? One just feels better. It, so I don't, I'm way past trying to examine a why or a reason. Um, And at this point, it's just a matter of balancing my life so that, um, you know, day to day and making whatever capitulations I have to, um, because I do present, you know, masculine at my day job, um, you know, just finding a way that I don't feel repressed. By the way, my underwear of choice is is jockey style. Oh, well, the see, there just, you, just you, you ride very You ride the middle line too, then. <laughs> so tell, I can only but imagine if you're going through puberty, um, finding yourself not only attracted to to other people, but wanting them to be attracted to you, um, and then you have. Um, these somewhat repressed feelings of wanting to to cross dress because all of a sudden you have these all these other siblings in the house. They must be a confusing time. Um, when did you first dress in public, and how did you decide that this was the right time for you to do that? In some ways, my hand was forced, but in a good way. So this actually could be a very long story. I'll shorten it. I'll give you the bullet points. So the woman who would eventually become my wife, um, who I am now separated from, and we are getting a divorce, although I want to be absolutely strenuous about the fact that we are still wonderful friends and my gender fluidity was not the reason we split up. I always have to be emphatic about that. But we started seeing each other in college. And I... My junior year in college, I had a single. Um, I, I had a dorm room where I was the only one. I didn't, ever, I didn't have a roommate. So she came over to see me one time, and I, I had to go to class. So she hung out in my room, and she took the very bold <laughs> initiative to try and pick it up a little because it was a disaster. And she came across mm-hmm. a pair of pantyhose. And when I and that upset her greatly. And when I came back to the room, she confronted me with them, basically saying, you know, whose are these? And figuring at this point, I have nothing to lose. She's already mad. I kind of very sheepishly went, those are mine. 
she kind of paused. She looked at them. She looked at me and she went, oh, well, that's okay then. And from that point on, she she just got it. And, you know, like I said, the, the relationship ultimately didn't um, didn't last. But that she she got me and she got that probably better than I did for a while. And when I uh, was I, I might have just turned 21 when this happened. I might have been 22. I was in my early 20s. She had been going to midnight showings of the Rocky Horror Picture Show all through high school. Um, and I had never been. Now, I knew the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'd been seeing the movie since I was 13. My mother, of all people, introduced me to the movie. Um, but I'd never been to a midnight showing before. So she decided that we were going to go um, as, a, as a trip down to Harvard Square. Um, that cast isn't there anymore. I think they moved to Somerville. Um, but so we went there and she lent me a black vinyl dress and boots that my feet were too big for, but I crammed into them anyways. And she <laughs> did my makeup and she held my hand from the car to the theater. And that was my very first time going out in public um, in clothes that uh, normally someone of my birth gender um, wouldn't be seen outside with. And it was a very empowering feeling, because, firstly because she was there and she was with me, but also, you know, going to a midnight showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, I was being led by the hand by someone who accepted me to an event where I was going to be surrounded by people who were also going to accept this. And that was a really amazing experience. Does that make it a little bit of an easier option then? You know, it's not as if you're walking down Main Street at three o'clock in the afternoon going to buy a, a loaf of bread dressed um, as a woman. Yeah. Now, as a rule of thumb, for me, if I go full dress, you know, like act, full makeup, all of it, I usually just for myself kind of have to also be doing something, but that's just because it takes so much damn work. The idea of just going down the street to buy a loaf of bread, I'm like, what a freaking waste. Um, so <laughs> another thing worth pointing out is I do actually perform. Um, I'm, a, I'm a burlesque and a drag performer. So if I go all out, it's usually because I have a show or I'm going out to a burlesque or um, drag event, even if I'm not performing, but I want to look the part for that. Or I'm going to shoot video because I do have um, – I have two YouTube channels, one of which deals with my gender fluidity, one of which doesn't. Um, but I, I think it is helpful for anyone who – um, wants to have that first experience going out. I, I think the temptation is to is to do something really innocuous, you know, to to put on a dress and go put gas in your car or something like that. And I think you'll actually stress yourself out much more doing that than if you go somewhere where you know that e that your stress is limited to the journey. That you know wherever it is you're going or whatever event it is that you're going to, you know you will be welcomed when you get there. I think is a really um, good way to go about it and if you are the kind of person who's able to do that some people are so introverted by nature that's still not an option but if you have it in you to go to an lgbtq event whether it is 
a dance night, whether it is a um, an activist meeting for LGBTQ causes, whatever it may be, if you can, if if you need that little boost to be able to get out the door, I think it helps to have something you're going to where you know they're not going to laugh at you and they're not going to judge you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The judging um, is kind of important, isn't it? Because even though Vermont might be considering uh, an option X and Washington State and a few other American states have definitely have this um, idea that you can be a third gender, we still live in relatively conservative times in terms of recognising and understanding people that might have... um, various different labels which we might all call um you know third or gender fluid um so with that in mind you're a father you have um a job which you hold down um who do you decide who to tell and when to tell because not everybody's going to accept are they no not everyone is and the what i didn't do and and one of the things i've been doing for a very long time um is is fielding questions from people who aren't sort of as far along in their own journeys as as I am. One thing that I didn't do and I stress so hard that is a horrible idea is to do the sort of cliched thing from movies and TV where somebody and usually in those things it's someone who's gay, so forgive the comparison even though I I stress that sexuality and gender aren't the same thing. But it's, you know, the stereotypical scene of gathering all your friends together and going so everyone, um, I'm gay. Like that's the that's the cliche. Uh, like, oh, that's how you get. No, that's a horrible idea. You really need to take people on a one-on-one basis, and I think in a lot of ways you need to start on a need-to-know basis. Um, and for me, I was lucky that the that the very first person who did find out, um, she, you know, was wonderfully accepting. I think the next person, um, who I told flat out well there were uh, there was another person but i don't want to deal with that 
that right now. That was that was a messed up relationship for other reasons. But sort of the next person I, I made a, a point of telling who who knew me, you know, um, as as a man first was my mother. Um, and that was once it got to a point where I knew that this was important enough in my life that not telling her found felt wrong. I did put it off for a while because it's like, well, you know, I'm performing in drag shows that she's never going to see. And, you know, I'm not living that close to her. So, you know, and, and knowing her that she was good, she accepted me and I knew she always would. But I also knew she would worry because she's a bit of a worrier. She would worry about, you know, was I safe? Was I getting hassled? And I didn't want to stress her out. But after a while, it hit a point that's like, if I don't tell her, then it be then I'm making it into something that I'm hiding and I don't ever want to do that. And then it's been kind of a gradual rollout from there. Um, there are, of course, people who meet me um, basically in a feminine persona first. And because I don't believe that I never assume that I pass as female, I think you can look at me and tell, oh, that that person was uh, was not born uh, with female on their birth certificate. Um, I I think it's really easy for people who meet me in a feminine mode first to to wrap their head around. Oh, has a masculine existence too? Fine. So the only people I actually need to like come out to are people who know me as a man, either first or primarily or exclusively. But over time, it's just kind of been, in a lot of ways, just sort of letting the wall between those two sides of myself kind of fall into disrepair. Um, eventually, you know, I sort of stopped making an effort of making sure that, that the two were separate and that led to some friends just sort of finding it, all of whom, whom have been fine. Some I did flat out tell, they've all been fine. My job I'm probably never going to be out at because it's a conservatively minded company staffed by conservatively minded people. And I also don't have the kind of connection with the people at my work that I have, you know, with my friends who I wouldn't want to feel like I'm keeping it from them. The people at my job, um, it's more like, well, I, we don't hang out anyway. So, you know, you, you wouldn't care even if I, if, if I did want to share this with you. So there are, there are still limits and I'm not like out fully in the sense of like trumpeting it from the rooftops, but it's, it's, been gradual and you do have to be very careful about who and how you tell people and i do i I really do recommend spacing it out and that can be really stressful for some people because you go through a a stress every single time you have to do this that's why that scenario of get everyone in a room and just say it is so tempting because then you only have to do it once but if you're being honest that's very unfair to them because you're basically just dropping a bomb on a room full of people and going, here, deal with it. I'm out. And you really kind of need to be one-on-one so that you can answer their questions and they and you can make sure that they understand. And it's not this weird group scenario thing. It's one thing to feel that you have to maybe conceal it from your work colleagues or maybe it's just best to. Um, but it must have had... Other than your first relationship, I'm presuming it must have had some adverse effects maybe on 
post relationships could could you talk to us could you talk to me about that you know the fact that you had your very first partner so embrace this i'm not going to say is um atypical but for everybody that would just go yeah okay that's fine there's going to be an awful lot of people that are at best are going to say you need to explain this to me. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I'm actually very fortunate in that my serious long-term relationships have actually never been negatively affected by this. And I think that's in large part due to the fact that the people that I've had those relationships with knew before things got serious, um, which I think mm-hmm. is the big key thing. Because the, the main way that gender nonconforming behavior breaks relationships is when it is concealed and then discovered. That is the main way that that it breaks things. But in honesty, the reason that that will break it is rarely because of the gender non-conforming behavior. It's because of the secret keeping, because that is a fundamental undermining of the trust that a relationship is built on. So regardless of probably very understandable reasons that someone might have to not tell their partner, their wife, or whatever about the side of their lives, you know, for a long time. It doesn't matter how much that makes sense. The, that person is going to be asking, oh, my God, what else are they hiding from me? Because you have to ask that question because it is a massive fundamental betrayal of trust. So. I always so I I my heart always goes out to people who come to an understanding of themselves and this aspect of themselves after they've already been in a relationship. I really feel bad for them because they they are in a situation where it's just a question of how badly is this going to go. And that's not to say that all relationships end at that revelation, but it's going to be a massive speed bump at best. But if you are at the start of a relationship, it's what I call a third date conversation. Um, and that's not a hard rule, but what I mean by that is, you know, your first date with somebody, it's all surface stuff. You know, where'd you grow up? What's your favorite movie? What TV shows do you watch? You know, you're just, you're just vibing. You're just trying to get a sense of that. Um, Second date conversations get a little more in in depth, you know, like, oh, what was your last relationship like? You know, what um, what college did you go to? Tell me about your job. Third date um, conversation. That's where the deal breakers come out. That's where you talk religion, politics. Do you have kids? Do you want kids? Um, you know, will are you open to marriage yet? Why or why not? And I and those are the kind of questions that you don't ask until you know somebody there's already potential with somebody, but you also don't wait any longer than that to ask because then you're just kind of you're you're not being fair and you're not giving somebody the chance to bow out um, at a at an appropriately early time. So I I feel that gender fluidity and cross dressing and things like that fall under the third date conversation umbrella. Okay, you like to put on dresses being blunt right you like to um present in a feminine way so what you know what legal concerns are there why do i if i am if i am a good citizen of vermont why do i need to be bothered about your own private proclivities why does my driving license need now a third gender 
Well, there's a there's a number of things for that. In terms of legal ramifications, there's obviously there's been stuff going on, and thankfully this has never been an issue in Vermont where I live. But um, you know, there's things like the bathroom bills in various places, which you know th- those are just targeting transgender people, which I already mentioned. They even fit the gender binary, so it doesn't even come close to to dealing with how you handle people who who fall in the middle. Lightning rod legislation is sparking an emotional debate in Texas. The state Senate committee heard 10 hours of testimony Friday on a so-called bathroom bill, hearing mostly from those who oppose it. It would restrict bathroom use in government buildings and public schools to the gender on one's birth certificate instead of their gender identity. The legislation frightens Sierra Jane Davis, who's transgender. For me, specifically looking the way I do, um, that would mean that I would have to go to a men's restroom, and that puts me in even more danger than I already am. For many conservatives who favor the bill, it's about setting boundaries. I believe it's common sense on one level. I do believe that um, the privacy issue and the safety issue are a real concern. But many companies argue it's bad for business, with IBM taking out full-page ads against the measure and the CEOs of 14 Texas corporations signing a letter in opposition. At the heart of this legislation, its, its only purpose for existing is to stigmatize and marginalize transgender people. And in many ways, what it is to have that as an option on a driver's license and it is an option. You know, you, <laughs> yes, it's there, but you don't need to check it if it doesn't apply to you. But it is an acknowledgement. It is a validation that what you are is not some kind of monstrosity that we dare not talk about and refuse to classify. It's a very basic humanitarian acknowledgement that this aspect of my life or and the lives of people like me need not be ignored or forced to fit into a box that it doesn't fit because you know you can say and and i know you were just presenting the question but you can say you know why does this have to impact what's on my driver's license form i can say how does it being on your driver's license form impact you at all it's just a box but it's a box that for people who need to check it, and I say need, not want, it matters. And it matters a lot because it's a very serious recurring thing within the trans community, the gender fluid community, the entire LGBTQ spectrum is a feeling of isolation and a feeling that we are not valued or even not acknowledged. And it's just a checkbox on a form, but it means a lot. And in a lot of ways, it feels like coming back to the question of when gay marriage was a big thing. And, you know, people who were against it would say, well, why can't you just have civil unions? Why does it have to be marriage? Why can't we call it something else? Like, because to deny us that is to say that we don't deserve something that the rest of you get to have. And that is dehumanizing. Hmm. Nathaniel Wayne, thank you for coming on to Mid-Atlantic. 
to show us that uh, option X is important as options M and F. This is Mid-Atlantic. Um, this shows um, it's one of our kind of specials where we speak to somebody who's touched by one of the issues of the day. Um, you can review us on iTunes to show us your support. Please go and do that. The amount of reviews we have for this show, considering the amount of people that, that download it, 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 I'm somewhat embarrassed now. So please go and review us on iTunes. You can write me an email. Uh, by emailing me at Royfield, which is spelled R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, where I, I'm somewhat kind of poor on Twitter, where we are at Mid-Atlantic Show. Personally, I'm at Royfield. On Facebook, you can also find us where we are Mid-Atlantic Show. Uh, Nathaniel, why don't you tell people um, exactly what you're up to at the moment and where they can find you online? Well, you can find me a few places. Most relevant to what we have just been talking about would be finding me under Vera Wild. That's B-E-R-A-W-Y-L-D-E, because I had to go for the most pretentious possible spelling of that last name. <laughs> um, so I am at Vera Wild on Twitter. I have a YouTube channel. Um, just If you just search Vera Wild, you will find all kinds of stuff. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Flickr still. I need to get off that. Um, but if um, you know, beyond that, I also have, as I mentioned, I have a second um, YouTube channel. I have Council of Geeks, which is me presenting masculine and talking about Doctor Who and Black Mirror and Star Wars and Marvel and all that kind of stuff. Good stuff indeed. Remember, folks, we're here to fight the good liberal common sense do good to people around you pinko agenda that's what we're all about go and tell a friend uh, that what mid-atlantic is all about and let's get more listeners hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.